sometimes you just wish that you could take a vacation after your vacation. But unlike Melvin Gordon and Zeke Elliott, some of us assholes have to get back to work. You're in the doghouse. What's up, everybody? It is the 5th of August, and we are heading into the first big week of DFS for preseason. Uh, looking to have something up here on Thursday instead of Friday, but I'll probably still have another Friday podcast as well. We'll do a little bit of bonus extras for everybody since... Uh, Looks like we're going to have an 11-game schedule on Thursday and then possibly another three games, it looks like, for this weekend. Oh, on Friday, three games on Friday. And then I believe another three games on Saturday, so we kind of want to get ourselves prepared up for that, Uh, try to attack a little bit shorter slates as well as the big boys. But uh, let's get into some news here. Uh, Like I kind of mentioned in the intro, we don't have ourselves any Zeke Elliott or Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon's still looking to get that trade away from the Chargers, but that's looking less and less likely. Zeke's date to return has to be tomorrow if he wants to keep a year... Gain a year towards his free agency. <clears throat> Otherwise, he's screwed. He's going to stay hooked up with uh, under Dallas's control for some time. Uh, but Jerry Jones has said that he wants to extend Zeke Elliott. It's not that he doesn't want to do it. it; just might not be the right time. Uh, let's see. Ravens cut an offensive guard, Alex Lewis, today, which is really unfortunate. It's somebody that um, offers a lot of help along the offensive line at guard. He'll hook up somewhere. Just have to keep paying attention to that a little bit. Uh, Texans cut Donta Foreman from their team. So we got a couple of undrafted rookies behind Lamar Miller. Something we're going to have to take a look at, uh, especially for this weekend. That means that those two are going to get some work. Tom Brady got an extension from the Patriots, so he'll get a two-year extension, which pays him about $32, $33 million a year. Uh, 
after this year he gets 23. This year he makes 23 million, and then it goes up to about 32, 33 million. So basically, he's he's Patriots control until he's 80. Um, so he should have no problems with money uh, come retirement. I just lost everything that I was looking at here. So yeah, so not really too much going on. Uh, the Foreman thing was kind of big, uh, considering that the team was saying he was looking good just the last couple of weeks, and then uh, apparently his work ethic as far as showing up to meetings and such is what's gotten him cut. Keep an eye on him because he is going to get picked up by somebody. Everybody is now saying that he might go to the Chiefs now that Damian, because Damian Williams' hamstring is still going. And Carlos Hyde has been taking first-team reps. So, going to have to be dropping... Damian Williams down in the rankings. Probably moving Carlos Hyde up a little bit. Actually, let's see where. I'm right here. Let's take a look at this. Hey, my fucking Chiefs here. Yeah, Damian Williams. He dropped a little bit previous week at about 23 so he was sitting right around the end of the second round he was probably actually going to go about you know mid second mid to early second uh, depending upon drafts because everybody likes the Andy Reid system so this should peter his his ADP a little bit and get it kind of back down to where that 23 is. Like if you were in an actual draft. So. Going to put him back where he needs to be. At that end of the second round. Early third. So it will give us a little bit of value. I still don't have any issues right now. Drafting him as long as you get the backup. In Carlos Hyde. And everybody's talking that Carlos Hyde. Uh, might still managed to be cut from this team um, but I think they're going to want to keep a nice veteran presence there uh, because of the situation so I'm not too worried about it so best ball is definitely if you get Williams go after Carlos Hyde uh, There's a couple things that Adam Kaplan was talking about last night when he was on the Roster Watch program on SiriusXM. Uh, one of the interesting things was about wide receiver Trent Taylor for the San Francisco 49ers. And the funny thing is, it's like his ADP has been far lower than everybody else. Because right now, if you rated, if you ranked them in order, based on ADP, it was Pettis, Goodwin, uh, Debo Samuel, Jalen Hurd, and then Trent Taylor. 
Now we're talking Trent Taylor was wide receiver 128 and 396. Now here's the thing. Apparently Kathleen's been taught was at 49ers camp and was talking to a few of the coaches. And Taylor is penciled in to be the starting slot receiver. So everybody's going to be taking their shots on Samuel and Hurd. And if you want to take a late flyer on Trent Taylor, nobody's going to be on him. So that might actually be really good value at the wide receiver position, something that we would need late in the draft. So keep an eye on him. I'll add a little bit of an update here in the guide on that. I'll make mention of that for everybody. Hmm. The other thing that came out of the NFC West was uh, for the LA Rams and that Daryl Henderson is actually not Todd Gurley's backup. He's going to be the change of pace back. Malcolm Brown is actually the true backup to Todd Gurley. And that's why they re-signed him and didn't let uh, Detroit sign him away. So, kind of changes my feelings on Gurley a little bit. Makes me more willing to take the risk on Todd Gurley based on the fact that one of the reasons why I didn't want to do take Todd Gurley, take the risk. Injury, offensive line, the fact that I would want to back him up. And at that point, it was Daryl Henderson, who was RB34, 79 overall. But you know, if somebody's going to snipe him ahead of you, uh, probably a round or two higher. So you would have been spending two high picks just to make sure that your backfield was covered. Well, now if you're telling me that Malcolm Brown is actually his backup, he's wide receiver 65, 216 overall. So now what I'm telling you is anywhere in that second round, if you're comfortable taking Tiger early there, go ahead and take him because now we know Everybody's still going to think Henderson's that backup. Take him, and we can get Malcolm Brown late. So don't get too cute with it. If you're ready to take him, take him in the 10th, 11th, somewhere, somewhere in there, and back. But I wouldn't. Go, but I, you shouldn't have to go anywhere earlier than the 10th round, which is fine perfectly fine. You'll have your rest of your team all filled in anyways. Uh, you can even I mean the quarterback depth this year is huge so you don't even have to get your quarterback in there. So if you, as long as you've got your wide receivers your running backs, even your tight end covered in there and then you're ready to take your backups in there, go ahead and take Brown. So that was something that was really curious that was brought up. He also had mentioned in Chargers camp, they're still dealing with uh, issues at left tackle. Left tackle's out. 
dealing with um, can't remember if it's an injury or it's not an injury it's like an illness going on but he said Justin Jackson's actually been doing really really well in camp and should definitely secure the early down work while Eckler be the change of pace uh, third down guy so basically he just backed up what we've been saying all off season what we said um, and how how big we were kind of we were actually hyped up on Justin Jackson last year. He's a really good running back and worthy of a pickup. So everybody will sleep on Justin Jackson, RB sixty seven two eighteen. Go get him. Go get him. Feel free. something going on with Seattle. Oh, Seattle, Seattle, Seattle. That's right. Can't forget Seattle because it deals with their running back position. Uh, Carson is definitely entrenched as your starter. And definitely the early down guy. Which is cool. Still want to see his I still want to see his ADP kind of drop. I'd like to get him in the fifth round. Um, I've said this since the draft. I would be more comfortable with him in the fifth round versus the fourth if I can get him. Um, but Penny will definitely be getting the lion's share of the passing down work and uh, getting carries as well. But Carson is their main guy, so do not be afraid. Um, do not be afraid to get Chris Carson. Take that shot. But like I said, I would do it in the fifth. Fourth might be a, just a tinge too high for me. Um, yeah, there was some talk about the wide receivers, but I'm not all that interested yet in you know, any of the guys really outside of Lockett. So, yeah. One more thing. I can't remember who this came, which one this came from. Can't remember if it was actually Roster Watch. I think it was Roster Watch that actually said this. Uh, the battle between Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones. Uh, is a full battle. It's not Barber's to have. And Ronald Jones has looked really good in camp. That's coming from Bruce Arians. So we need to keep a lookout on Ronald Jones. Pay attention to him this weekend in the preseason games. Let's see how this cat looks. Because if he's everything that what they're saying over this last couple of weeks, then that is definitely somebody we want to have our, on our radar considering the fact that he's RB40 pick 100 and that was like two weeks ago he should be up again now I would have had the ADPs but I ran out of ink on my printer of course right when I needed to do the ADPs again so I'll have them up again tomorrow for anybody um so yeah let's go let's go over a couple more 
keys for our drafts or the uh, commandments as I like to call uh, number let's see we got one we are on seven and eight seven deals with handcuffing and not the kind in the bedroom or with the police but making sure that your teams that run the best systems <coughs> uh, for your running backs you want to have your backups so like we just talked about with Zach Gurley you want to have Malcolm Brown uh, Damian Williams right now it would be Carlos Hyde uh, guys like Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara. You want to handcuff them, but it's not 100% necessary, considering the fact that they're unique to the systems that they're running. So there is a drop-off. Now, the argument can be made both ways. Like I said, there'd be a significant drop-off from who the backups would be um, behind them and whether or not they actually carry somewhat of a load and compensate some of the loss that you would have from your players if they went down. The other side would be still want to have them just because then you wouldn't have to pay out of pocket later on your, way, on your waiver wires for your fab bidding or if you do the waiver order where you'd have first you know second pick and then if you used it you'd go you'd go back to say 12 if you're running a fab I'd like to keep that money as much as possible and just keep it hooked in there with whatever system I had. But not all situations are the same. Depends on how you want to structure your team. But definitely the guys in the really good systems, running back systems, those are the guys that I want to at least have their backup in place. Zeke would also actually fall in this category, even though I'm not as high on Tony Pollard as a lot of people are, because I like Mike Weber. I don't know why he's not getting a lot of fanfare. Uh, number eight kind of covers different, a couple different things. Don't draft as a fan. You're not drafting just to get, like say for me, I'm not just going to try and get as many Packers as humanly possible. Uh, the other thing would be that would encompass on here would be know where you're at, where you live matters for your players that are going to come from the team that's closest to you. You live in the Kansas City area, of course, all the Kansas City players would go a lot higher. Same goes with Dallas, you know, any northern Texas, even mid-Texas 
the Dallas Cowboys. Um, New York players probably get bumped up just a little bit, even though they're not as highly rated as some of the others. But it's definitely something that does take effect because people want to cheer for their team. So they want to have a piece of their team's offense. And that's something that you have to take into account. Don't stray away from where they're supposed to go versus going two or three rounds higher. And we've all seen it before. We see it here in Wisconsin all the time. There's always somebody who will take Aaron Rodgers in the first round. I like Aaron Rodgers, but I'm not going to take him in the first round. I'm not going to take him in the second. I'm not going to take him in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth. If he fell in the seventh, probably would take him. But I'd want to have a great value on him, not overpay just to have him on my team. And that's very important. So now that we've got through them, um, draft guide might be a little bit delayed. I want to try and get the uh, depth, current depth charts put out uh, from this week. I'm going to clean them up. Uh, we're going to get rid of the off-season additions and subtractions. So everything kind of looks nice. Um, kind of pull some of them players out of there, the guys that have been dropped and moved and all whatnot. So that'll be included along with a couple of the other charts and stuff, and I'll explain how to look at those charts. On there, we'll have our constitution or uh, commandments in there. Um, trying to keep it as lean as possible because right now our page count is at 54. When I put the uh, when I put the depth charts in here, it's going to expand this a lot. So you're going to probably look be looking at somewhere. Somewhere at least 75, 75 pages and whatnot. And that's probably not even going to include the actual, like, rankings and stuff. So I'm going to try and get these installed in this week. Get everything done. I'm going to try and get everything done by the end of the weekend. If I can, it'll just be a day or two that we're waiting on it. But you guys shouldn't probably need anything until two weekends from now at the very earliest so as long as I can get it out to you by then and like I said it's going to be as streamlined as I possibly can so you can kind of just look at you know the ADPs may, everything will make clear sense you know there's a little blurb uh, about the team's offense team defense uh, what I feel about the positions uh and then the rankings will have how I have 
your ADP is listed across. So you'll be able to see kind of where the ADPs lie and where you can take them um, based on how I have them kind of ranked for the positions. And we're just going to do we're going to do quarterback, running back, uh, wide receiver, tight end. Don't I'm not worried about defenses. I'm not worried about kickers. We're just going to take them at the end. Don't give a shit. Don't ask me what I think. Well, defenses, you can ask me what I think about the defense. You know how it's going to be this year, but as far as the kickers, I mean, you, you already know who the good kickers are going to be. They're going to be from the better offenses, so we're not going to sit there and mess around too much with that. So I'm going to get out of here. Short another short one today, which is good. It's fine because we're going to have Thursday. We're going to have one on Friday. Those ones will probably be a little bit longer because we'll be going through our DFS and whatnots. So, until then, I'll see you guys later. Have a good one. sometimes just need a break been doing this since you know the end of last season I took I have what three days off since the end of since the Super Bowl ended so had a lot of fun went out on the river went kayaking on Friday and then went just relaxed tubing on Saturday got completely shit faced both days uh so I did the podcast on Thursday. It was up at 7 o'clock in the morning. And I stayed up until 7 o'clock Friday night. So I made a full 36 hours before I went to change after getting out of the river. And I laid in my tent and completely fell asleep. But ass naked for an hour. Woke up realized what I had done, which was not put any pants on before uh, I came out of the tent. 
proceeded to drink some more. So it was a lot of fun. A lot, a lot of fun. Make sure you do that every so often. Can't just keep working 110% every fucking day. Give yourself a break. That's my recommendation of the day. Peace.